and Peter Black is here to talk technology and the way it frames our world. Hello, Peter. Good morning, Spencer. And we will get to, uh, as I mentioned, uh, this great research into the benefit. This is extraordinary, and we'll get to it, but a, a benefit you would never have considered uh, of taking photos of your food. But first, a more serious one, Twitter uh, is clamping down on abuse. Yes. Now, Twitter's had a problem mainly in the UK over the last sort of few weeks, but this is a, a, a long-running problem um, for the site in terms of uh, abuse that is taking place on the platform. And mainly the, the, the nature of the abuse that's generated a lot of media attention has generated this particular uh, action is abuse directed at some female journalists, uh, in particular sort of threats of violence and rape and the like. Now, Twitter seems to attract some of this more than some other social networks, I think largely because it's easier to be anonymous on Twitter. And so behind the sort of the that sort of veil of invisibility or anonymity, uh, people can be uh, a little bit more inappropriate, a little bit uh, uh, crueler. Now, so Twitter has now uh, responded uh, to this by changing their rules, their terms of service, to make it clearer that they will act uh, against instances of abuse and also to make it easier to report instances of abuse. Whereas previously what you had to do if someone had been abusive on Twitter uh, is you did have to uh, go to a part of their website, sort of give some information, report it. It was not that uh, easy to do. There is now what they're introducing, basically a one-click uh, button whereby you can report individual tweets for being uh, abusive. So what Twitter is hoping is that this will sort of clamp down on that unsavoury aspect of the site. Are they going to have enough staff to look at all those reports then? Uh, well, they are hiring new staff and dedicating new staff to that. I'm not, I don't think they really uh, know yet exactly what the, the impact will be in terms of the number of reports that they are getting, mm. but that is something that they, are, that they are taking action on. They might have to set up some sort of um, system where trusted users around the world sort of, sort of sign up to be like sub-editors who look at initial reports. I'm just trying to imagine the scale of it. I mean, there, there, there are some sort of social network platforms that, that have sort of a model like that, something like Foursquare and, and Yelp are ones that, that do that. But, but Facebook employs a small army of people uh, all over the world to respond to particular uh, reported posts, be it for copyright infringement, be it for abuse, be it for inappropriate content, whatever it may be. The problem with Twitter, as you said, it's easy to be anonymous on that, and that means it's easy. If you're reported and shut down, you just start another you account. You just start another and account, you, exactly. You keep going. Okay, there's been a survey of people into what is acceptable and not with dating in the digital age. Dating in the digital age. So a few interesting sort of uh, fun facts out of this particular survey. Is it appropriate to check your smartphone on a date? Uh, that was sort of the the first question. So about thirty seven percent of of people said that if the dates left the room, it's it's okay uh, to be able to do that. But also quite a few people were willing uh, to sort of check their smartphone at any particular point uh, during uh, a date uh, as well. So sort of some uh, fifteen. Sort of percent, 15, 16% of teenagers said that, look, it's basically appropriate to check your phone at any particular point in time um, throughout uh, a date. The other interesting thing is what about friend requests? So you've got, you've got a date lined up with someone. Do you 
friend that person on Facebook before you've gone on the date or after you've gone on the date. Of course, Facebook stalking someone that you're about to go on a date with, I think, uh, <clears throat> embarrassingly, is fairly common. Uh, but do you actually friend that person? Uh, uh, again, uh, quite a few uh, people were saying that, that that is something they were willing to, about one in four people will be willing to friend request a person before they go on the date. Uh, and then after the date, how do you follow it up? Uh, phone call, text message, uh, email, what's the best way uh, to do it? Uh, a phone call is still considered the most acceptable way to follow up uh, a good uh, date. But increasingly, uh, a number of uh, people are preferring a text. So teenagers actually prefer a text to a phone call as a follow-up well, after a date. Well, that's still better than unfriending them, isn't Unfriending it? <laughs> them, that's right. Or just deafening silence, yeah. yes. 14 to 7 on 612 ABC Brisbane. Technology and the way it frames our world with Peter Black. 8% of Britons have taken a creep shot a new word for me. What is a creep shot? Uh, a creep shot, another term that some people use is also a ninja pick. Uh, basically, this is a photo of uh, someone else that is taken in public where that other person doesn't know that uh, the photo has been taken. So you do occasionally see it on social on network sites where someone may post uh, uh, a photo of an attractive person, you know, on the train, in a waiting room, at a cafe, whatever it is, uh, something like that. And so 8% uh, of Brits, and, and, and that figure would presumably uh, translate, uh, you know, to places like Australia and, and the US as uh, well. Sometimes it would be to make fun of them, unfortunately. Sometimes to make fun of yeah. them, but probably more often than not, it's just to say, hey, this person's attractive. Mm. Uh, what is awkward, I think, is that I know a friend of mine did this once. In- <laughs> A friend? Yes. No, well, it honestly, it honestly, you. it honestly wasn't me. Uh-huh. No, a friend of mine posted a photo of uh, of, of an attractive person that he saw. Uh, and then it turns out they had a mutual friend in common. <laughs> well, they uh, could have worked out well. Did well, they get together? No, 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 no. But there was this sort of awkward exchange where the person who's who was actually in the photo commented, was saying. That's, um, me. that's me. Well, again, it's all right. I guess it's not so bad if you're complimenting them. Yes. Less so if you're having a go at them. All right, let's let's get to this. What, what, what's the benefit of taking a photo of your food or posting a photo of your food online that people probably have not considered? Yes. Well, the argument is, or, or, the, or, the, or the theory is behind this research, that it will actually make your food taste better. Uh, and, that, and that's because the, the research shows that participants in the survey who engaged in sort of a ritualized behavior surrounding their uh, particular uh, food actually enhance then the consumption of the food. So if you go through this sort of ritual of when, of when the meal is before you, uh, of taking out the photo, it sort of heightens the senses, heightens the experience, and it actually uh, makes the food taste better. So that's now why I do it. Mm, all right. Uh, do you send text messages in your sleep? This no, is a new phenomenon. No, apparently. I, look, I don't, fortunately. Um, but but sleep texting uh, is is apparently uh, a new phenomenon. So again, some study from the United States uh, indicated uh, that's about sort of twenty five to thirty five percent of the of the participants had sent text messages what? while they were sort of snoozing. Um, which basically they're not sort of totally asleep when they send a text message, but this might sort of interrupt their sleep. When they go into sleep, when they wake up, they don't actually recall that they have sent the text message. And it's all part of this phenomenon whereby people are basically sleeping, not necessarily with their phones, but certainly next to their phone. Yes. Uh, and I certainly know 
that uh, if I sort of wake up in the middle of the night, I do often sometimes just roll over and check my phone. No, I don't actually, you know, text. <laughs> Someone might have sent me a text well, at 3 right. in the morning. I will see what my texts or tweets are at 3, uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, and sometimes the next morning I forget that I have actually checked my phone. But fortunately, I'm not quite yet into the whole uh, sleep texting. You need to wear mittens. This is what people are doing, <laughs> wearing mittens or gloves so that they can't touch their phones. Turn your phone off at night. Uh, all right, and finally... What are, I wonder whether our listeners can work this out before you reveal it. I'll just say it. What, the most popular keys on the keyboard, the, it, the space bar would have to be up there. What, what's, uh, what's the survey found, Pete? Uh, well, you're right. Number one, the most popular is uh, the space bar. The second most popular is the letter E. Uh, and the third most popular is the backspace key. Hmm. So backspace. We're a bit e sloppy then, aren't we, bar. with our typing? We are a bit yes. sloppy with our typing. <laughs> All yes. right. Thank you. See you next week. Excellent. Thanks, Benson. Peter Black.